1: Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit.
3: They're always entertaining. Listeners never complaining, content is ever-changing, they're marking charity. Crime creeps are always listening, episodes they're never missing, crime kitty may be hissing, they're marking charity. Their cases are informing, mental breaks are never boring, they'll never leave you snoring, they're marking charity. I'm Chris, like what they're hearing. Triple B's you best be fearing. New segments they have near in. They're Mark and Charity. So Chris, come in and listen. You don't know what you're missing. his watch is highly bitching. Thank you, Mark
0: and Charity. Meow. <laughs> and for the record, this is the Tammy. You know, the Tammy, you know.
2: Bye. As, a, as opposed to the Tammy we don't know. Exactly. That was awesome. Really good. I got to give it. Ready?
3: Meow. Oh, That gets yes. a meow. That was good. So Tammy, good. that's awesome. Right?
2: It only took us six times to play it because my phone kept going off every time we tried to play it. I was like, come on. Yes. Oh, speaking of new stuff, Charity, what's on my head?
3: Um, what is on your head right now is a hat and it says, world's best cat dad.
2: I mean, it's official. It's official. Like, I have a hat that says it.
3: Was it from Sophie?
2: No, no, nope. That was from my crime creep. Oh. And I don't know who my crime creep was. Really? So whoever sent me the world's best cat dad hat, just know that I'm wearing it right now. As, we, as we're recording, it's I'm on. wearing it. It's
3: on his head. Guys, guess what? I also received not one, but two gifts. So I don't know what happened, but somehow two people got my name. Which I,
2: I wish two people got my I name. I know.
3: So first I got um, a little gift. And there was a little note, and I'm going to read it. It says, Happy Crime Creep Secret Santa. This is actually a bonus gift for you and Mark to share. I knew you had to have it when I saw your list. Your real gift will be following soon. From Casey Wilbur- wilburn Peel. Ready, Mark?
2: I am ready. I'm going to close my eyes. Tell me when I can open them. You can open them. Open.
3: That's
2: what she said. Oh, my God. I love it.
3: It's a button. I'm going to actually give it to Mark on his oh side. I want to, so I want he I want to has it, it ready.
2: That's what she said. <laughs> That's what she said Oh it's different uh, it's every different, time It's different That's what she said Oh my god and, I'm going to drive So many people crazy with And
3: this. I also received The Dundee Award For Best Creep
2: Do you know how jealous That makes me Because yep. I, I, I love the office It's right
3: here in the studio I love it And And I received Some more gifts
2: You have more th- gifts?
3: These gifts were from Danelle And I love it Because it was it, She sent to card and it's a christmas card and it says may your home be filled with much happiness this and she crossed out holiday and put summer season and i love that i love that she got me a book of last suppers famous final meals from death row really cool can't wait to read that she also got me true crime illinois with no s (laughs)
2: <laughs> I love
3: it. And she got
2: me. Who thought there was enough true crime to happen in Illinois that they needed to right? whole Right? It's pretty thick, too. Illinois is great. Definitely
3: have to wear my glasses, though. The writing's yes. a little small. And then she also got me a coloring book, The Bloody Alphabet. That's awesome. I can't wait. Oh, and also, Danelle has a little side business that I got involved in a little bit. Oh, boy. Yeah. So she sells those Color Street nails. And um, I had a little virtual party. I think it's still going on. I don't know if it will be when this
2: comes out. About that, because I chew my nails. Yeah, I ordered some
3: stuff, so I'll I'll take a picture when I get it. So that's her little side hustle. And then I also, our crime creep, Scoot Parson. What's up, Scoot? He has a really cool business, and he has a Facebook page. It's called Parsons Lures. Now, I hope I said lures correctly, because, you know. I think you did. Go over there, guys. Give him a thumbs up. Check out his stuff. It's give, give really a, cool.
2: Give him a thumb in.
3: Mark is smiling really big right now. He had a bad, bad week, so.
2: Yeah, it's been a rough week. So we're making, we're, we're, we're making him laugh today. We're making him laugh today. we're moving on. So yeah, go forward.
3: over and look at Parsons Lures. So Mark, do you have any? Oh, actually, a lot of the creeps have gone on and told us what they do for a living. Yes. Lots of them.
2: Um, I will be 1 million percent honest to you. I was dealing with a lot of stuff this week, so I have looked at Facebook 0.0 seconds this week. Well, Charity was on it a lot. (laughs) Yes, I did get the notifications that Charity was hamming it up. (laughs) Charity does stuff
3: like that. Sophie would
2: look over at me and be like, again, Dad? I'm like, it's not me, it's Charity. Auntie
3: Charity is just out of control. I've I've officially named myself uh, Sophie's aunt.
2: Auntie Charity. I I like that. that. Me too. Auntie Case Watch.
3: Auntie Case Watch. Hey, Mark, guess what? Oh, you're going to press it. That's what she said. Oh, that one was very um. That was a uh, yeah. Demand. I have a uh, a newer a new segment that's still kind of around the same kind of segments that we have, and it, it was actually it's funny that we played that.
2: I like charity segments.
3: Yes. It, well, it's actually funny that we played that little jingle from the Tammy we know because she's the one who sent this to me.
2: That, and, that's how we have to refer to her from now on. Yeah. That's all she. That's, that's the charity we know. Yeah. She has no last name. And that's the charity we don't know. Yeah.
3: So, um, she put... Tammy, we
2: love you. That's awesome.
3: <laughs> she put, extra, extra, read all about it. These are true police logs out of a local newspaper across the country.
2: Oh my God, I love this.
3: They, they're fantastic. So here we go. I'm going to get right into it. This was Walmart. Police receive a report of a newborn infant found in a trash can. Upon investigation, officers <laughs>
1: discover it was only a burrito. Wait. Who thought a burrito was a baby?
2: It was a burrito?
1: It was a burrito.
2: I have questions. Is this a joke?
3: (laughs) No, this was really in the paper. These were actual, these are actual from actual papers across the lands.
2: I love this already.
3: Yeah, it's so good. Here's another. 5 p.m. Police were called to Market Square for a report about a quote unquote suspicious coin. Investigating officer reported that it was a quarter. These are real. I'm not even lying.
2: If you could see the look of stupidity on my face right now. Oh, it now. gets even
3: worse. Police solve case of missing, missing bacon. A Grand Rapids resident told police last week that someone had entered his home during the night and taken 5 pounds of bacon from the refrigerator. Upon further review, police discovered his wife had gotten up in the middle of the night <laughs> for a late-night snack but was afraid to admit it.
2: Oh my god.
3: The fact that these things made the paper is just like, I can't. I love
2: police departments that keep it real because yep. you, you get the ones that do these segments locally and they really ham it up and I love it.
3: A caller reported at 7.14 p.m. that someone was on a porch yelling,
2: help. Oh, stop. Let me see if I can guess. Was this person singing the Beatles? Help. Maybe. I need somebody. Help. <laughs> Maybe. Not just anybody.
3: Maybe. It was from a residence on Bank Street. Officers responded and learned... The person was calling a cat that was named Help.
2: Oh, come on. Why do you do that? I don't know.
3: Police were informed February 25th by a resident of the 1000 block F. Raritan Drive that a family in the area is taking over the minds of local dogs and turning them against their owners. I
2: hate when that happens.
3: Police were advised by the person that the only way to protect a dog is to install an anti-force field on its head before letting the animal go outside
2: wow (laughs) these are ridiculous it takes all kinds of people it really does it really does does. i can't
3: a 38 year old Cole avenue man reported that his home was invaded on september 9th the man said that he was sitting home alone masturbating and watching a pornographic movie when a man came down into the basement holding a gun and started videotaping him the man then stated... I mean, who
2: hasn't been I there? I mean,
3: right. That before the intruder left, he fed his dog some mushrooms and the dog died. Huh. Sounds like he was having a, a
2: kind qu- of a... I have questions. A, a
3: confusing evening for himself.
2: I think he may have fed himself mushrooms first.
3: I think something was going on. The Learning Center on Hanson Street reports a man across the way stands at his window for hours watching the center and making the parents nervous. I mean, that would make me nervous, yeah. of course. Police ID the subject as a cardboard cutout of Arnold Schwarzenegger.
2: <laughs> I have no <laughs> That words.
3: one was amazing.
2: <laughs> that is great.
3: I mean, that's, he, he, you know, if it was back in the day, cutout, he's a massive guy. That's a I little- need to know
2: what cutout it was from because I know. If, if it's from a couple different movies, it could be different scary ones. You yeah.
3: Know? I, I don't know. A man who lives in Fairfield filled a complaint. Filed, excuse me, filed a complaint with police on Sunday about someone ringing his doorbell and leaving a photocopy of his buttocks on the front porch. Okay, that <laughs> that's kind of funny. funny. I I'd like that. <laughs> the complainant, Edgar Butts, told the police the incident has happened several times in the past few weeks.
2: I mean, does it have anything to do with the fact that his last name is Butts? Of
3: course it does. Like, it's probably on. a bunch of kids that were like, this. this dude's last name is Butts, so we're totally going to send a butt." That's what she said. 1.33 <laughs> p.m., Sonora, a man came into the sheriff's department to, quote, unquote, find out how to illegally kill a person who was harassing him.
2: Um, Yeah. I mean, at least he's asking
3: the right people.
2: Yeah, I mean, you, you want to get permission first, I guess.
3: Yeah. Deputy responded to a report of a vehicle stopping at mailboxes. It was the
2: mailman. Oh my god.
3: <laughs> I picture that call from like somebody who's like maybe in like an elderly facility, like not a facility, but like a fifty-five-plus community. I'm just
2: shaking my and head. And it's
3: like it's the, you know, there's always like the one busybody. I picture that oh, yeah. being her.
2: I hope I'm never that person.
3: I hope so too. Theft. A woman in the 1900 block of 129th Lane Northeast reported October 15th that someone must have stolen her mail because she did not receive birthday cards from some of her friends.
2: They That's may not sad. like you.
3: That's sad. Okay, here's the last one 4700 block Portside Drive, Vermilion. Man put icy hot on wife's vibrator. Divorce pending.
2: Wowie. Can we do a favor to everybody? Let's stop putting so many numbers and letters. And
3: I know. That was hard for me to stupid read. Stupid stuff
2: on top of streets.
3: I like know. Like whatever happened to like
2: 123 Main Street. I don't know. Uh, 4600 block of ABC Northeast Western Boulevard <laughs> Avenue 3 hyphen semicolon 187 New York, New York. Like, give me a break. By Come the, on. I know,
3: but by the time you get there, it's like... I don't know. There's just too much to talk about. If I read about.
2: crap like that, I'm just changing the address to be like on Main Street. Down on Main Street. Down
3: on Main Street.
2: So it's been a been a fun week. So we took a couple of days off. We're going to go into a summer schedule, guys, because we're really busy. So we're just going to start throwing one episode a week out at you, probably on Wednesdays and pick back up in the fall. But we want to keep you creeps entertained. Of so, course. Because you guys are a little rock. but. Most shows go on to a kind of a summer schedule at this point, and you guys get busy too because we see the numbers, and we see during the summer our numbers drop off. So,
3: yep, totally understandable. That's what
2: she said, and it has nothing to do with the fact that I like hit that's what she said button repeatedly, or this (laughs) meow that I like though. (laughs) Oh,
3: oh, Mark.
2: All right, so I just saw this charity, and it's something that's like super super sad because I'm a guy who absolutely loves camping. So Cedar Falls, Iowa, three members of the Schmidt family of Cedar Falls parents, Sarah and Tyler, and six-year-old daughter Lula were shot and killed while camping at, I'm horrible at this, but I believe it's Makota Caves State Park on Friday morning. Authorities say that a 23-year-old Anthony Sherwin of Nebraska shot and killed all three and then fled the park and later shot and killed himself. Arlo Schmidt, nine years old, was also camping with his family and has survived. Ugh. There is a GoFundMe page set up. We will link it in the show notes, people, because this person is going to have nothing but hardship ahead of them. Oh my his God. whole family and his whole life as he knows it so sad. has been completely changed. So we will provide a link to the GoFundMe because, as you guys know, GoFundMe links are ridiculously long. But we exactly. will put it in the show notes super, super sad. I mean, I remember being a kid and growing up and camping was like the one thing that I look forward to. And you're always scared to go camping as a yes. kid. And then you the noise is, you, you know, I, like my dad would always ham it up and like, try to make scary noises and scare us. And yeah. like this is like the, the worst nightmare, worst case scenario that could actually, actually happen. Like, Absolutely. And it's sad that the guy ended up, killing this family and then just kill themselves so this, like, we what's hear the this point? so
3: many times and then there's no answers and it's just senseless
2: it really is charity and another thing to remember like to be aware of your surroundings because it's not always people that you need to look out for because
1: when you visit arizona time is measured in moments not minutes like the moment you see the grand canyon for the first time visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.
0: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify?
2: There's not a lot of info on this right now, but there was a, a nine-year-old girl who passed away while she was camping up at Lake Sabago. Oh my gosh,
3: I heard about this. Um,
2: when they, basically, we had some nasty storms that rolled in. We had them down here too, but they were much, much worse up there. But they were taking shelter in a vehicle and a huge pine tree came down and crushed the car and ended up killing the n- little nine-year-old girl. So sad. Just, it's, you just don't understand what, sometimes why things happen and it's just i'm kind I of at a loss for words because it's just so sad i agree it's just everyone be aware of your surroundings when you're out there whether it's people objects everything it, it's sad that we have to be this way nowadays
3: i have another uh sad report of a baby that died after being left in a car in florida this was in tallahassee florida it was an 11 month old child I hate, I'm so sorry, this is such a bummer, but we have to report on this stuff. So WCTV said that officers were called out to a hospice just after 2 p.m. Tuesday. TPD confirmed to WCTV that the call was made by someone who worked at the Big Bend Hospice. TBD also said that the boy's mother arrived to work at the hospice and left her son in the car in the parking lot. According to WCTV, she was Found her child she found her child still in the car at the end of her shift and he was unresponsive. The boy was pronounced dead at the scene. Again, just
2: This happens way way more than too it much.
3: Should. It's like I it just it's so sad. And I would I would like to think that's really all the report said right now. I'd like to think that was this was an accidental thing as well. I have you such know? a
2: hard time with that.
3: I do too. I do too. Yeah.
2: I don't get it. So let's with all the sadness, I want to talk about something real fast that had me a little bit happy this weekend. Okay, good. So my, one of my favorite shows, which was Live PD that went off the air a couple of years ago, okay. came back as On Patrol Live. Oh, exciting. On Reel's channel. So my butt was sitting on the couch from 9 o'clock to midnight, <laughs> Friday night and Saturday night, watching this thing. And they it felt bad because... So all these people don't watch Reels. It's that new. Ch- it's a channel that's been on for a while. Yep. So they don't understand how it works. I've been watching Reels for years because it has all the musical stuff on it. So Kristen's, like, enamored with it. Like, we watch all the music documentaries, and it has the guy that does the oh, that's right of celebrity Kristen's autopsy. It's so like, we've been watching this oh, channel gonna for years. I'm going to have to
1: start
3: watching that.
2: The problem was is they had nothing but technical dil- difficulties the entire first episode.
0: Really? So they
2: were trying to go live, and it just wouldn't happen. So what ended up happening is they had a loop. So it just kept playing the same two commercials back to back to
0: back to back to back to
2: back to 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 back to. The worst part about it was it it was the songs that made Kiss Kiss. No. Live Jail.
3: That's awesome.
2: So you going through, I heard... Kiss songs way more than I wanted to. And it turned into this entire meme that just like took over the internet because live P D P people Oh, really? People are like
3: huge. legit? It took over the internet?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely did. Oh, does anybody know where Kiss is playing? I'm curious. I don't know. I haven't heard of them forever. The best part <laughs> about this entire show was that there was this hillbilly guy who was being accused, my fingers are up, accused oh,
3: air quotes, guys. of
2: throwing screws out into the road. So the cops had to come up, and he had a pile of screws in his driveway that and had a magnet. He's like, "Oh, I'm not doing the screws. I'm pulling the screws off on the road." And then this guy had basically—I would say—he was looking for his 15 minutes of fame.
3: Oh, I'm sure
2: because he kept asking weird questions. So he was shirtless. Let's let's set the scene.
3: Love love a shirtless criminal.
2: He was shirtless. He had shorts on. He was driving a tractor, not oh, not a lawnmower. Better. Better. a big tractor yes and his exact words were i'm just a country boy <laughs> riding a tractor and then he reached into his shorts pocket and pulled out a stick of butter oh and god. he says with a stick of butter in my pocket what and looked at the camera and the cop and said don't you want to know why and the cop is like no not really
3: <laughs> oh my god yeah and- uh, yeah i mean guys all right full disclosure i kind of want to know why he had the butter in his
2: I looked at Kristen.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: I looked at the screen. I looked back at Kristen. I looked back at the screen and I went, I have so many questions.
1: Oh,
3: my God.
2: And then a little bit later on the next day, they had a girl that was dressed in an outfit that looks like something I would have had dressed up in my boudoir studio. Oh. And walking with, basically, she was uh, trying to keep the peace between family members. Oh, so she,
3: she decided to dress up.
2: And then, yeah, yeah. And then they had a guy wearing a dress playing a guitar. Awesome. And I was like, we should just hook these three people up.
3: Why not?
2: I'm like, this would be phenomenal.
3: It really would. That, that could be a show in of itself.
2: And I, I just, I loved the whole weekend back. Like, we had been looking forward to this for weeks.
3: I'm so happy for you, Mark. You, need, you deserved that. It was fun. Yeah, it was
2: interesting. Uh, baby watch twenty twenty two. Oh Mark, um, yeah,
3: poor, oh my God, Paul, Aubrey. Aubrey still has not had a child. She is not. <laughs> Some of her Facebook posts, I'm like, oh the poor thing.
2: She's like, what can I do?
3: Yeah, how does this come? I've fasting? tried everything. I had so, three naps today. I felt so bad for her.
2: Yeah, so baby watch twenty twenty two, still nothing.
3: Yeah, we're waiting.
2: We are. I'm waiting especially. I
3: haven't. I hope you noticed. I've been good, not texting you and Kristen every two seconds. If you've heard anything. Because I, I I, really want to, but I figured I, I'll just get the picture of a baby once the baby comes.
2: We were doing something the other day, and so she like picked up the phone and called her cousin. And the first thing her cousin says, Is there a baby? She's Aww. like, No, sorry, it's not. <laughs> this is something different. Oh, so, All right. Real, oh well.
3: Oh well. It, the baby will be here soon. It'll, be, when it, when it's be ready, it's ready. So, one last thing before we get into the actual.
2: Meat of the episode.
3: So I just got this from Erica Schmidt today. I don't know if you heard about the whole Kid Rock thing. No. Okay. So um, it's a rioting. This is from the New York Post. Rioting Kid Rock fans. Trash North Dakota State Fair grounds. Wild photos to show. So basically she said this is their local fair and she's been hit many times and bad weather was coming in. So they canceled the Kid Rock off the stage and the drunk people lost their crap
2: they're probably not happy
3: they weren't happy but they started throwing all kinds of crap at beers everything and she was funny she said why would you throw a beer they're like seven dollars
2: you drink it first then throw the bottle
3: but come on guys <laughs> don't be like don't be that those people it's that mob mentality right oh one person's past
2: monkey see monkey do yeah That's and then they would is. guess they were
3: even more mad because the the horrible storm that was coming I guess ended up kind of clearing a little Missing bit oh. and so they had already canceled they were really angry but don't do that that's not how you do things
2: that's called adding insult to injury oh
3: my god it just makes it worse because what if now they cancel the entire affair every year because people can't behave themselves
2: all right so let's put the shoe on the other foot
1: okay this oh. is the
2: problem i have with society okay so they're mad the show was canceled yeah but if we roll back to when astro world happened yep when they just kept the show going that's true. We had an upheaval. I agree. And it was horrible. People died. Yep. It was a tragedy.
3: It was. But yet
2: now, let's just say, if Kid Rock's management said, it's not that bad, let's just roll. And they went on with the show. And then they had a lightning strike that hit the stage and killed a bunch of people. all you would hear about. Yep. You cannot win. Nope. You really can't. Nope. I've come to the conclusion, ready for Mark's hot take? Yes. You can't make anybody happy. No, nobody do can. Do you know what it. I do now? What? I don't give an S, so I really uh. don't care.
3: That's nice, Mark. I'm yes. glad.
2: I love my creeps, though. I do, too. You guys are my peeps.
3: Guess what, creeps? I have a another a female douche coming at you. and oh. her, her name is Velma Barfield. I like the name. Velma is a delightful name. Barfield. She sounds nice. She
2: does. Sounds, yeah. like, sounds like a name. I'm going to
3: make you maybe like her a little bit, like I always do.
2: I hate when you do that.
3: <laughs> I'm just going to go get R- right roll in. Roll
2: that beautiful bean footage.
3: <laughs> he just said it right on the air. Yeah. <laughs> Margie Velma Barfield was born on a small tobacco and cotton farm in South Carolina on October 23rd, 1932. She was one of nine children, and as she began going to school, it became very clear that her family was very, very, very poor.
2: I have to stop you. Yes. Because I have had something sitting here because we recorded a couple episodes, and I meant to show you. What is it? I I didn't want to text it to you, but I don't know who it's from because I couldn't read the name on the envelope. (gasps) This was sent to me. A
3: four-leaf clover. Guys. Not
2: just a four-leaf clover. It's a four-leaf clover framed.
3: Guys, who, who which one of you, which creeps did, which creep did it? This Tell got us. sent us to me
2: and it's had a name written on the note, but I couldn't read it.
3: Can I see the note? Maybe I can read it. It's
2: in my car. Oh,
3: let me see. Can I see it?
2: Absolutely. I, no, I'm not going to have you ruin my good luck. I'm not ruining. I'm going to make <laughs> it.
3: I want some of the luck. Oh my God. It's so beautiful. Wow.
2: I know. I didn't mean to interrupt the douche That's the douche-isms, okay. But it's well, it's like not douche yet. That. It's
3: not douche yet. Oh, Mark, that's awesome. So
2: I want to know who sent that to me. So somebody please own up to it in the Case Watch Crime Creep group.
3: Guys, I'm a little jealous. I'd like one myself.
2: Really? You have a Dundee Award?
3: I know I do. Yeah, and I don't. I
2: have All a right, four so leaf Mark clover. All right, so Mark needs
3: a Dundee, Dundee Award, obviously, and I would enjoy a four leaf clover.
2: I want mine to say King of douche writings.
3: King of douche writings.
2: No, no, because Deuce Writings is yours. Uh, king, king in the uh, mic. King of quick-witted comebacks.
3: I like that. Or sarcasm. No.
2: <laughs> there we go. All right, roll, roll on, Charity.
3: Okay. So anyways, we just, we just found out that Velma's family was very poor.
2: Yep, mine was too. Welcome to the club. I didn't kill anybody.
3: Who said she killed anybody?
2: I don't know. I'm just going to guess.
3: Stop jumping ahead like I always say. <laughs> so she started stealing small amounts of money um, from her father without his knowledge. And um, she just wanted to buy little things for herself, like gum or candy, you know, like things that most kids can have access to, like yes. penny candy, stuff like that. Just the little things that the family couldn't afford to buy for their children because they were too busy trying to get food, actual food for them. Correct. You see, Velma's father was known well in the community, the very poor farm community. If you needed help, he was your man, always ready to lend a helping
2: hand. You just wrote him a slogan. Yep, You need help? He's your man. Always ready to lend a hand.
3: I know. When the family farm started to have hardships, he was quick to get a job at a textile company so he could have reliable pay. Sounds like a... That's good. Yeah, you know, supporting his family.
2: I like this dude so far.
3: He would even go to work early, not getting paid, just so he could learn new jobs within the company so he could be more of an asset. I mean, that's smart, right?
2: That's very smart. Most of our people we talk about end up trying to be an ass.
3: At home, however.
2: (laughs) Oh boy. You're going to get me.
3: He was very strict. All the children worked on the farm. The girls had specific jobs and the boys had specific jobs. He drank a lot of alcohol, you know, a lot, and was known to beat the children. Not good. So, you know, the community saw one part of him and, you know, the home saw another part. And the community just saw him as, you know, a strict father. And his children were very well behaved, so that was a result of being a strict father, right?
2: This is why I put no credence when people say I never saw this happening to him because he was a nice guy. He was a nice guy. He would never do that. No. This is why I don't put any anything behind when people that, say that. So
3: many people have more than one self. Yeah. And it's they have their real self and then they have their portrayed. That is the
2: truest thing you have ever said, Charity. It is. It really is. Because <sighs> it's you so such much. the truth.
3: Thank you so much, Mark. You're welcome. Back at home, behind closed doors, he was known to erupt. I love that word, erupt. It's like a volcano. He was known to erupt if his wife didn't cook his eggs correctly. Oh, boy. Yeah, he was very, you know what? He was a man who liked his eggs
2: a certain way, Mark. Probably over easy. I'm going to say that's what he wanted.
3: Or, yeah, maybe. I was going to say scrambled, but yeah, you're right. I like scrambled or over medium on toast. I think it was
2: probably more specific. Oh, yeah, Yeah. that's how you
3: like it? Yep. He had many dogs and was seen kicking them and beating them an inch from their lives if they didn't obey.
2: Now the entire yeah. Case Watch Army hates oh, him. Oh, they're pissed. Yep. They're pissed. And I hate him too.
3: Oh, not, not to interrupt myself, but did you see my birthday boy? My 12-year-old Papa Do? I did. He's so sweet.
2: He is cute. He had
3: a birthday weekend.
2: You probably get him all kinds of stuff too.
3: He just Let's just say he had a good weekend, okay?
2: I will, I will agree with that. Okay. I guarantee.
3: <laughs> so this asshat allegedly killed a horse. Once as well. He killed horse He killed a horse. Oh, 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 sorry. Like I wasn't listening. That's worse than a- no I'm just kidding, it's not. That's horrible. <laughs> I was joking, guys.
2: I I'm was just joking. gonna leave that in. It <laughs> was funny.
3: Velma's stealing increased and she wanted more, so she stole eighty dollars from a neighbor. She got caught and her father gave her a beating she would never forget. She never stole again while living at home. In more than one place, it said that Velma's father not only beat the children, but he also sexually abused Velma and her mother. Lillian did not did nothing to stop it.
2: Oh, I hate her now too.
3: From the sounds of it, Lillian was weak and worn down by her husband's aggression and abuse, and so unfortunately, she was known to turn a blind blind eye. So, all
2: right, so here I have something on that. Your one duty as a parent is mm-hmm. to protect your child above anything else. I
3: agree. I agree. So
2: this is sickening to me. I don't care if you don't have the energy to do anything. I really don't care.
3: Yep. He would reportedly break into the young girl's room, call her daddy's girl, Uh, and do unspeakable things. This is
2: disgusting.
3: There, there, I am going to say this, there were relatives that said the sexual abuse never happened. But I always get weirded out by that because how do you know? Yeah. Like if somebody is
2: that's the best question right there. How do you, how
3: do you know? Honestly, maybe he didn't sexually abuse her and maybe he did, you know, but you can't just say if you're not there, you can't just say, Oh, he, he didn't do that. Especially where that he's known to have two different totally personalities. Right. So exactly. Um, so it does sound like her childhood had many hardships just to, to say the least. This is the same type of story we hear all the time with these people. Velma was so anxious to get out of her home and start a new life for herself. She dropped out of high school at the age of eighteen to marry her high school sweetheart, Thomas Burke. Was the man she married, and the two eloped. Velma wanted out of her childhood home asap. For the first few years, things were great. They seemed very happy and in love, living in Parkton, NC. I'm happy for her at this point, Mark, in her I am life. Too. It seemed as though she kind of found somebody. Overcome adversity. Yep, somebody that loved her, took care of her, and she was able to kind of a life for herself. By the time, Velma- you hear that? Yeah, what is that? The
2: window is open. We usually don't have the op- window open. We're the studio that we record Case Watch. It is directly in line with the runways down in Boston. So that's, that's what that is. That's the jets lining up to to land in Boston. I and thought it I, was low. I thought I, a missile was coming.
3: I was worried that we were going to have to stop recording because thunder showers might come through. They're it supposed to. So humid out there.
2: Oh, there's spo- my phone went off. Said a massive storm is rolling. That would
3: be kind of cool if we, if the creeps could hear that in the background. And the thunder roll. We keep going though. Oh yeah, yeah. Until we lost. The power. show never stops.
2: It never does. Actually, speaking of that, I'm just going to hit save just in case we do lose power. <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> All right.
3: Not only was that a good idea, it was a good idea with an R on the end of it. I good just, idea. I just, I don't know why, but it just can't help it.
2: You can't change that because everyone loves that now. I if guess. you stop saying Rs and everything, people would be like, yeah, we're out.
3: <laughs> By the time Velma was 19, she had given birth to two children. Uh, Mark just dropped, no, leave that in.
2: I'll no, leave it in. Leave it in. It's fine. I dropped a GoPro.
3: Yeah, it's good, but I'm uh, not for the GoPro, but the two had a son named Ron and a daughter named Kim. The perfect little family, right, Mark?
2: Ron and Kim. Yeah. That's perfect.
3: it, it It was until some unpleasant things started to happen. Oh, no. Velma allegedly had to have a hysterectomy. She would never be able to get pregnant again. This was devastating for her, and the marriage took quite a hit. Then, in 1965 or 1966, Thomas was involved in a severe car crash. After the car wreck, Thomas could no longer work due to his injuries. This meant that Velma needed to get a job to support the family, so she herself worked for a textile plant, just like her father had. While she was out working, Thomas was at home, popping painkillers, and quickly became an alcoholic. Velma started to become very depressed and took antidepressants and tranquilizers, soon becoming addicted to them. All she and Thomas did was fight. It seemed as though there was no more love between them at all. On April 4th, 1969, the husband and wife had a horrendous fight. Horrendous is basically how it was described. Velma waited for Thomas to pass out after his pill popping and drinking, grabbed the two children and left the home. Thank God Velma and the children weren't home, Mark, because the house suddenly became fully engulfed in flames. Isn't and it to-
2: weird how that happened when yeah, she left? Yeah. Like, and wow.
3: Thomas's body was found the next morning burned to a crisp.
2: Very lucky that they just happened to not be yeah. here,
3: though. And isn't that an interesting turn of events? It is. Yeah, I thought so. They just
2: had a big fight. I mean.
3: It happens. House burned just by itself.
2: I hate when that happens. I
3: know. I mean, what are the odds of a random fire would start as soon as Velma and the children left the house?
2: We're just going to go and we're going to think to ourselves about how bad you were to us. And don't worry. You just sit here. Yeah. I wonder if they all had suitcases. I bet that a lot of the stuff that meant anything to her was out of the house. I think so. Just my opinion.
3: Opinion. The children were so saddened by the death of their father, and Velma also seemed devastated. Or at least that's how it was perceived oh, by something, others. Something,
2: something stuck in my throat. Uh, uh, bull- <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> oh, sorry about that.
3: It kind of sounds like she has that dual personality, like, like her father, maybe? Uh, maybe. You know, like people, she looked... She's sp- going
2: to want people to feel bad for her.
3: Well, yeah. That's what I think. Well, no one's saying she did it, Mark.
2: Oh, no, no. We're not saying. No, that. where this right. is alleged.
3: Oh, this, we're, just, we're having a conversation right now.
2: Allegedly. Allegedly.
3: Having no more husband or home, the mother of two had no choice but to move back in with her parents. The very home she was so happy to escape. Velma started dating right away, meeting a widower named Jennings
2: Barfield. That is a name of all times. He,
3: too, had children. The two blended their families together and got married in 1970. The wedding bliss didn't last long and the newlyweds began arguing over Velma's abuse of her prescription
2: drugs. Jennings wasn't having it.
3: Well, Mark, Jennings suddenly became ill. This was less than a year into their marriage. No one could figure out what was with the su- why he was suddenly sick. It was just so strange. He was I so healthy before. I know, yeah. like all of a sudden he was sick. This mystery illness caused Jennings to have a heart attack
2: and Die. Oh, <gasps> dun dun dun. Yep.
3: I wonder what could have been wrong with him.
2: I don't know. Yeah. I, I would never imagine that she would probably feed him something.
3: Yeah. I read in a few different places that right after Jennings died, Velma had a boyfriend for a short time that died in a house fire as well. Oh, wow. Yeah.
2: This but, is too. Mm-hmm. That's scary.
3: Again, homeless and husbandless, Velma moved back home with her children. Her father had developed lung cancer and died. I bet she was bummed that she wasn't the one who had caused his death.
2: <laughs> right.
3: That was probably the one guy she wanted She's to kill. Like,
2: oh, I'm so mad.
3: <laughs> After all, he was the one she had claimed was so abusive to her during her childhood. Mark, here's another interesting thing that's going to happen. So this just take notice. Tidbit. By 1974, Velma's mother, Lillian, started to have horrific stomach problems that included <gasps> extreme diarrhea, nausea, and vomiting.
2: Sounds like my last Friday.
3: Oh, It sounds like you had a good (laughs) Friday. Yikes! This came on suddenly, but only lasted for a few days, and thankfully, it went away. So she just had a stomach bug, Mark.
2: I'm going to say it was a warning shot. (laughs) That's my oh, definitely. Looking back,
3: oh, from the sounds of it, it was a horrible few days of being sick in December of 1974. Lillian was suddenly ill again with the same symptoms. She had exactly the same. You know what? Maybe she had a food allergy.
2: I bet that's probably what yeah. it was. Wouldn't be her doucheette of a daughter. No.
3: Shortly after Christmas on December 30th, Lillian was so sick, she was rushed to the hospital. She was admitted right away, but there was nothing the doctors could do to save her from the mysterious sickness, and she died just two hours after she
2: arrived. So now she has this house to herself.
3: Mm, again, very strange, very interesting and strange. You have a
2: weird look on your face like you're thinking yeah, something.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I just I feel really bad for her that all these people around her are passing away. She's lost both
2: her parents, or, you know, boyfriends, ex-husbands. Yeah, and she's a like, single
3: mother with these two children. Ugh, I mean, ugh.
2: It's so sad.
3: Now being truly alone, Velma needed money, So she did what any single mother would do. Do you know what that was?
2: I have ideas, but...
3: She would commit fraud.
2: Oh, I was going to say prostitution.
3: No, this one didn't do that. Oh, okay. She began writing bad checks and was caught. She was arrested and convicted of seven counts of writing bad checks in 1975. She was sentenced to six months in jail, but only served three. Because I'm sure she was like delightful in the jail.
2: Do you know what we should do to these episodes? That We should do case watch bingo. Where we people should. have these bingo cards they can print out. And we when certain should. things happen, that's what we should do. That would be hilarious. We so should do that. I have prostitution. Yes, I want. Yes, I knew it. <laughs> this is a great idea.
3: And it could be more than one thing. Like it, you, yeah. like, it doesn't have to be the word prostitution. It could be like Lady of the Night. It could be like anything that means that.
2: Mistress of the Dark.
3: Ooh. Elvira. Mistre- Remember her?
2: I did love her. Well, she was... She used to do USA up oh. all night. Oh,
3: she did. Yep. Yeah, that she was made the days. quite the little career for herself.
2: Certainly did.
3: I'm not sure where her kids were while she was in jail. Um still though, no one suspected her of any foul play in the deaths of those around her. If anything, it seemed people felt bad for her.
2: This is amazing to me that these numbers are just racking up oh, people yeah. people are just like, I feel so
3: bad. I'm feel, ugh, the poor thing. Everything she touches dies.
2: Everything that loved her and except she her took children. Advantage of,
3: Except her children. Yep. Valma's children knew she was addicted to prescription drugs. She overdosed twice and had to be hospitalized once. Huh. They also knew she was guilty throughout her adult life of writing bad checks off and on, needing money. They never once thought she would be capable of murder, and neither did the community. Let's just paint the picture. Okay.
2: Okay. Eyes are closed.
3: I'm giving you from the outside in.
2: All right. Eyes closed. I'm, I'm paying attention right now.
3: Thelma was the perfect Christian woman. Okay. She was super religious and very involved in her church. She would volunteer her time anytime she could. She had raised her children right, teaching them right from wrong. They had grown into amazing adults, Mark. Amazing.
2: She's doing a wonderful job. I mm-hmm. get this picture going. She
3: was also a loving grandmother let's continue on with her antics though
2: <laughs> this is a wonderful painting it's like paint isn't paint she lovely Duchette.
3: that's but that's what the community saw yeah nope nobody ever questioned anything
2: they should have boy they should have
3: oh oh just wait Velma was so trusted by the community that she began a career as a caretaker for elderly people
2: no uh-huh
3: yeah after all she took care of her sick mother and father up until their deaths right
2: yeah Yep.
3: She began taking care of a couple named Montgomery and Dolly Edwards.
2: These names, I love Oh, them. in
3: 1976. I love it. Ah, oh, Montgomery became very sick out of the blue and died January 29th, 1977. Only a little over a month after her husband's passing, Dolly became extremely ill with the same exact symptoms, exactly like Velma's second husband, Jennings, had. Remember the severe stomach issues? Yep. Dolly couldn't fight the sudden illness and died on March 1st.
2: Oh, that's horrible.
3: Another person in the community was looking for help from a caretaker. This person was record Lee. I hope I said that right. That's cute. A 76 year old woman that had broken her leg. Oh, so nice of her to help somebody who's in need. Since Velma was known as the go-to person, she ended up with the job. June 4th, 1977. Record's husband, John Henry, became violently sick. He experienced gut-wrenching stomach pains accompanied by diarrhea and vomiting.
2: I've been there, guy. It's okay. (laughs) within,
3: Within days, the poor man was dead. Guys, this lady was so loved by her community that there were whispers all around of how sad it was that everyone Velma cared for ended up passing away. Still, no one questioned her.
2: These people are so dumb.
3: What the heck? What are the odds?
2: They're they're dumb. That's, that's the only thing I can chalk this up to.
3: I don't, unless she was that convincing. I mean, oh my God. Her son, Ronnie Burke, was even quoted saying this. You know, it's the saddest thing, but it seems like everybody my mother ever gets close to dies. How could the good Lord allow this to happen to a faithful Christian Christian like Velma Barfield? <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow,
3: she had everyone duped. His
2: last words, probably. Yeah.
3: Maybe she didn't really know why she was killing these people she supposedly cared for. I don't know.
2: I don't either. It doesn't make sense because she doesn't seem like she's taking money or uh, stealing things. But what things. we uh uh-uh,
3: uh hold on. But okay. what we do know okay. is that she was taking money from them okay. after they died. <laughs> I mean, Mark, they didn't need it anymore, so why
2: not? Oh, I didn't know that part.
3: Yeah, I mean, but seriously, they didn't need it. They were dead of natural causes. Okay. So she, you know, she cared for them. She deserved the money.
2: That was her bonus pay. Yeah.
3: While caring for the Edwards, well, before she killed them, she was introduced to one of their relatives. His name was Stuart Taylor. He and Velma started dating. Ooh. Before long, they were engaged to be married. Oh. Yeah. Poor guy.
2: Doesn't even know what's coming. Doesn't know what's going to hit him.
3: Velma was using her fiance's bank account to forge checks for a while. And she thought maybe he was on to her.
2: Time to get rid of him.
3: She had no choice, Mark. Yep. Yep. She had no choice than to put rat poison, arsenic-based rat poisoning, in his relaxing tea and in his beer. He, of course, got sick immediately and quickly went downhill, taking a turn for the worse. Roland died on February 3rd, 1978, while sweet Velma was taking care of him. She was trying to nurse him back.
2: Thank God that he's got this big bank account now. That's going to help her.
3: Well, this is where it gets a little strange because for some reason Roland Stewart—I wanted to put Roland in there because I said Roland before. His actual first name was Roland. He went by Stewart, so that's why it, that's there. Anyways, his untimely death—you know—caused many questions in the community. I wonder why. I wonder why his was the one that caused the questions after all of these deaths. Do you have any thoughts, or that was he just the final, to me. the final straw?
2: I mean, I, I can't imagine when you get dumb people that just let all these deaths keep going that this one would be the one that changed right. so something had to have happened or there had to be something I different.
3: Anyways, because of the questions, an autopsy was done. The family wanted to know what could have possibly killed him. Almost all of Velma's family came to Stewart's fu- funeral. They were very supportive, not understanding why this poor woman had suffered so many tragedies in her life. When was she going to catch a break?
2: I know. This is horrible. Mm-hmm. I feel so bad for her.
3: While many family members were mourning Stuart along with Velma, a woman that said she was Velma's sister called the police and told them she was sure that her sister murdered Stuart. Oh, boy. It's getting, it's getting real now. She also told them she was sure she murdered their mother the same way. The police didn't believe the caller at first. Not, not sweet Velma, the Christian woman who they all loved but the autopsy came back and Stewart's cause of death was arsenic. Law, yeah.
2: (gasps) Dun, dun,
3: dun. Law enforcement started to investigate all the others that had died suddenly while in Velma's care. They started to exhume bodies and found arsenic in all of their systems. Her son got wind that the police were questioning his mother. He thought for sure it was due to the writing more bad checks, you know, because he knew she had been in trouble many times because of that. He then heard from a family friend that they were questioning her about Stuart's death. Ron was in shock and very angry at the police that knew his mother so well. He knew she had problems with pills and had committed fraud many times with the checks. But he knew his mother couldn't be capable of murdering anybody. Not his mama.
2: This right here just sounds like asinine to me.
3: It does, but think about it, right? If
2: that's your mother and you know her. I'd be the first to turn my mom in. But if he truly didn't
3: think, right?
2: I would sell her her right up to the river if she was killing people.
3: (laughs) During initial questioning, Velma acted as if she had no idea what the police were talking about. It was when Ron went to his mother's house that a semi-confession came out. She taught her children right from wrong, so she knew she couldn't lie to her own son. Side note, Velma was a great mother to her son and daughter, and they were all very close. So this was actually a very devastating situation for the family. This is odd. So I think they really didn't think their mother was capable of it.
2: I still think this is odd.
3: Yeah. Well, it is. (laughs) Very. That's why it's on case watch. (laughs) Right? When Ronnie, as she called him, asked her about Stuart's passing, she had this to say, I only meant to make him sick. (laughs) It's been said that Ron was the one to convince his mother she needed to confess what she had done to the police. It was the right thing to do, after all. Ultimately, Velma... No,
2: I mean, the right thing to do, after all, would have been to not kill anybody.
3: I mean, yeah. (laughs) You're right. You're right. I mean, looking looking back.
2: (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, all things, you know, in perspective.
3: Ultimately, Velma confessed to four murders, even though authorities believe she could be responsible for others. She swore up and down that her first husband, Thomas Burke, really did die in that freak house fire.
0: That's what she said!
3: (laughs) She refused to take responsibility for that. She also said that her second husband, Jennings, really did just get sick suddenly and die.
2: These names are the best, though.
3: Police could prove otherwise, as they found rat poisoning in his system as well. Velma eventually confessed to murdering her mother, Lillian, Dolly Edwards, and John Henry Lee. She was only tried for the murder of Stuart Taylor, though. The crimes of fraud were also factored in, and she had a total of seven counts against her. She was convicted of first-degree murder in December of 1978. The trial found aggravating circumstances and recommended the death penalty.
2: Good. Yeah.
3: I think I added an extra T in penalty. Penalty. It's penalty, guys.
2: It should be penalty. That sounds better.
3: (laughs) That's how I said it. Here is what the World Wide Web has to say. Aggravating circumstances refers to the factors that increase the severity and culpability of a criminal act. Usually, the presence of an aggravating circumstance will lead to a harsher penalty for a convicted criminal. Did you like that? Did I sound really?
2: You not? sounded like super professional. Oh my god! I love I'm gonna that. lose you to 2020.
3: Yeah, you better you better be careful.
2: No, Dateline with Charity Case Watch.
3: Yep, love that.
2: It was fun while it lasted.
3: Yeah. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't leave you in the dust, Mark.
2: Would you, would you write me at least? Of course. You'd use your, you know, dateline notepads. Yeah. So I'd have to see it every day in the envelopes. It's like
3: great. Yep. I'd have the heading on it. Oh well. To move on, Velma did receive the death penalty, the first woman since 1962. She was sent to Central Prison in Raleigh, North Carolina, in an area for prisoners that are escape prone or are mentally ill.
2: I did look her up, by the way. Oh, you did? She looks like a sweet little grandma. I know.
3: She's another one. I know.
2: Especially the ones from back in the day when she's wearing her. What's that old lady that used to cook? I know. Oh, uh, Julia Child. She kind of looks like her. Yeah, she does. In some of these pictures. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I, this lady should be teaching me to make a pineapple upside down cake, not killing people with rap
3: Exactly. I? So weird. So the defense did try to argue she had multiple personalities during her trial. She was sent there because there, was n- there were no other prisons in the area for a female prisoner waiting to be executed. So that's why she was in that prison, I guess. Wow. While in pri- prison, Velma stopped doing drugs and became a born-again Christian.
2: I love it when that's supposed to be something that's yeah. good. It's not like she had a choice.
3: Right, right. Like, they, they want credit for not doing drugs anymore. Well, you. It's, uh, it's hard. Well, nowadays, I don't know how hard it is to get drugs in jail, but... I don't know. She began preaching God's word to inmates and guards. Velma wrote letters to the governor at the time, Jim Hunt, pleading that her Christian faith and lack of drugs now proved she was a different person altogether and asked for the death penalty to be taken off the table.
2: I'm sorry, but like, if I had a choice of death penalty or spending the rest of my life in jail, like, I'd be like, take me now.
3: It depends on the jail, I think.
2: No, no, really doesn't to me.
3: Because... Sometimes we hear these stories where, like, they've gotten a degree, they have a community, they mm. have followers, they have, you know what I'm saying? So I guess it depends on the situation. Not for I don't me. know.
2: I, Mark I, just wants I, to be. No, I, I have zero interest in being in jail for a long Mark of time. Mark
3: does not want to be in the clink. No. Nope. He doesn't want to be shanked. Oh, hey, guys, I have a quick question. Oh, boy. Well, this question's for Mark, and you guys can pipe in.
2: All right, go ahead.
3: Mark, you lay down. To go to bed at night. Yep. Next to your beautiful woman. She rolls over. Have you ever been toe shanked?
2: Yes. (laughs) Yeah, with a sharp toenail.
3: Or like, yeah, or like a corner of a toenail.
2: Guys, have you ever
3: been toe shanked? I I think everyone probably has.
2: (laughs) It's always fun. There's only one proper way to handle that situation. (laughs) What do you do? Pull the covers over her head and crop dust.
3: Oh, poor, no. She wouldn't do it on purpose. That's how you
2: handle that situation.
3: Oh, I feel really bad for Kristen now.
2: Equal crime, equal time. That's <laughs> all I got to say. Guys, feel
3: feel free to pipe in on that.
2: <laughs> all the guys are going to agree with me.
3: <laughs> Velma has said this after her conviction. Quote, I'm sorry for any hurt I've caused anybody. There isn't a day that goes by that I don't think about this and wish that it were possible for me, myself, to take the hurt. Well, you are. You're gonna, you're gonna, they're going to kill you. Thank God. So you're going to meet the same demise you're victims met, right? I hate
2: her. I cannot picture her not without the Julia Jowell voice now. But just wait.
3: Just wait. Oh, wait.
2: There's more. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's like it's turning into an infomercial. (laughs) (laughs) Many religious groups came to Velma's aid in supporting her, saying she is a reformed woman and doesn't deserve to die. Her son, Ron, had this to say, quote, if they execute my mom, they are executing someone who did not commit those murders. He really believes her. He really believes her. The families of the victims, of course, couldn't disagree more. They believed that Velma was a con artist, one that was still working the system. Jim Hunt denied her plea. Her execution was still on. Thank you, gosh. Here's what the district attorney at the time, Joe Freeman Britt, had to say. Quote, that woman is a cold-blooded killer. And if she gets out, she'd kill again. Hell, she probably poisoned half the country if we only had the resources to exhume all of the bodies for autopsy. Right? Yep.
2: I think he's onto something yep. there.
3: Interesting fact Joe is in the Guinness Book of World Records as the world's deadliest prosecutor. Huh. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. i just throw that in there. All right.
2: Side note for all our creeps, because now I'm curious. Yeah. The Guinness Book of World Records was a huge thing when I was younger. Oh, yeah. Like it's not so big now. No. But you have a choice. To be a Guinness Book World Record holder. Okay. But it's something ultra embarrassing. Would you still want to be it?
3: Oh, I would. I don't get embarrassed. And you don't either. You would.
2: I would. Yeah, I you care. totally
3: would. Mark would totally do it. Mark is
2: the guy. Yeah. like Let's oh, figure he's... something out. What can we do? Um, I, I, it can get way too gross. But it's just a question for the audience. Would you still take <laughs> a Guinness Book of World Record if it was for something ultra embarrassing and ultra gross?
3: All right. Guys, answer. I want to know. The creeps will, will let us know what they think.
2: Yeah, let us know. Facebook and Instagram, Case Watch Podcast, Twitter, Case Watch Pod.
3: <gasps> Guess what, Mark? What's that? We've gotten some more reviews on Apple. Are they good? Yes. Yes. I
2: like that. No those. bad
3: reviews. I'm sure we have people that may not enjoy us as much, but don't, just don't leave a bad
2: review. That's not nice. Yeah, the bad ones make me cry. Yeah. Charity used to call and scream when they used to happen.
3: Yeah, now I just ignore them.
2: Yes. All right, so I'll let you get back to your, All right. your deuces.
3: Well, it's pretty much where we're, we're, it's ending. Velma Barfield was executed on November 2nd, 1984 at Central Prison in Raleigh, NC via lethal injection. And she was only 52 years old at the time.
2: Oh, I don't feel bad for her at all.
3: Yep. And isn't it funny you said she looks like a a sweet little old lady? She does. 52 now? Like, it's so different. Like, how some people, especially back in the day, looked a lot older
2: you, all right. So he, yeah, that's a good thing to say. You get like Wilford Brimley from our childhood. Yeah. He was probably like 47 at yes. that point. And he looked like he was older than dirt. I know. And now you see pictures of like Robert Redford who still looks handsome. I know. I and don't it's understand. Like, what happened?
3: I don't get it. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's in the food. Who knows?
2: It's got to be something. Yeah. I'm looking at a picture of Velma Barfield. And, Velma. Oh,
3: gross. Let's not tarnish the name though.
2: Yeah. Because that, that's a good thing. These are
3: the Velmas that are really sweet and cute.
2: All right, so that about does it for us. So reach out to us. Text a voicemail line 603-212-4600. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye, guys. See ya.